Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. No Sparky today. He'll be back tomorrow. Dan Plucker filling in the chair for him today, talking with you about your Milwaukee Brewers. We'll also hear from Matt LaFleur later on in the show. And in case you missed it and you haven't been listening in for more than five minutes, Donald Driver joins the big show tomorrow in the second hour of the show. Steve Palazzolo in the first hour of the show. But talking to you today about this Brewers starting pitching, because as frustrating as this weekend was with what should have been a sweep of the San Francisco Giants turning into a uh, two-game-to-one loss of the series to the top team in the National League, and now the Reds, who have won, I believe it's five in a row and eight of their last ten, creeping back into this NL Central conversation with a five-game deficit between the Brewers and the Reds. And as frustrating as all of that has been so far to this point, there's still a lot of things to celebrate about this Brewers team. And and as frustrating, continuing, of Christian Yelich's bat not really showing up, Keston Hira's bat not really showing up, and those are two guys that were thought to be key contributors. Lorenzo Cain has been hurt for most of the season. Um... And and the lineups maybe confusion there, the middle bullpen, uh not really stepping up in, in ways that they, they should, and this COVID situation the Brewers are going through and Craig Council, some of the decisions that he's made that I know Tim Allen has criticized a, a few times on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway, which is again on the air after the Brewers and Cubs game tonight. Uh with Craig Council putting in arms maybe when he shouldn't, maybe giving some guys less rest than they get, setting up lineups where yesterday Willie Adamas isn't in the starting lineup after playing pretty well. Like confusing, confusing things, things that can maybe be picked on. But nonetheless, Craig Council is still one of the best managers in baseball, in my opinion, and still doing some great things for this team and for this organization. And at the top of that list for what this organization has done really well since David Stearns and Craig Council have both gotten here is the development of starting pitching. And it's something that I think gets lost in all of this. 
And we, we, we kind of say it like, oh, yeah, their pitching's great. And we don't have to worry about their pitching in the conversations. But are we really getting into the nitty-gritty of how incredible these dudes are right now? How incredible this starting rotation has been? It seems like almost every night we are seeing a quality start from a pitcher. Even guys like Brett Anderson and Adrian Hauser have had a couple of them so far this season. And and it gets thrown away because obviously this weekend they because they lose some of those those games and they've lost in some of those situations. But it it's almost just a given at this point. Like oh yeah, the starting pitching's great, but we don't really dissect into it and talk about how great they truly have been, how historic they truly have been. What we have seen from Freddie Peralta, from Brandon Woodruff. From Corbin Burns, especially those three, is borderline historic at this point in terms of baseball, and it's historic for this Milwaukee Brewers organization. Never in in this team's history have they seen a top-of-the-line rotation of Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta as what we are currently witnessing. Let's enjoy that, Brewers fans. Let's talk about that, Brewers fans, at 414-799-1250, because... Right now, all three of those dudes are in the Cy Young conversation, and a case could be made that they could be in the MVP conversation as well. We've seen in the past dominant pitchers earn marks as the MVP of the league as well, and that's not something that is completely out of the question here with a couple games, a couple starts still to go for some of these guys. They have been nothing short of incredible this season. We're going to get into some of the numbers, too. And now with Jacob deGrom out, missing a couple weeks, missing a couple starts, and him no longer really being in this conversation, because I think that's who everybody points to in the NL Cy Young conversation, because Jacob deGrom is so great. He, he has one of the fastest arms in baseball and also has some wicked movement on his pitches. And now that he's maybe cut himself from that conversation because of his injury. All three brewers should be in that conversation for the Cy Young. And all three could make a case for being the MVP of the National League as well, in my opinion. Which is crazy to think about. We're sitting in a National League and in a baseball world right now where pitchers are absolutely dominating the game. Hitting has kind of gone by the wayside outside of home runs. It's either a home run or a strikeout, it seems like nowadays, and not a lot in between. And the Brewers live up to that. That's pretty much what their offensive philosophy is as well. And many teams in the major leagues, that is kind of what their philosophy has turned to. But it's because it's so dang hard to hit a baseball right now because of what some of these great pitchers in baseball are doing as we currently sit Uh, just over kind of in between halfway to three-quarter point of the season. And the Brewers are the perfect example of that from the pitching side of things as well. You look at the ERA leaders in baseball, and Peralta is number two behind Walker Bueller of the Dodgers. Woodruff is number three, literally .02 points away from Peralta, and Burns has a 2-3-9. So we're talking... Uh, top-of-the-line rotation of Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns with a 2.21 ERA, a 2.23 ERA, and a 2.39 ERA, respectively. 
And we've seen somewhat of, uh, I don't want to call it a drop-off because that's not what it is, but from what Corbin Burns was at the start of this season to what he is now, there is a little bit of a drop-off there. I mean, it's not like there's, he's going to go through courses of the season where he strikes out pretty much every batter that he faces and walks nobody. He's, he's walked a few more batters, and that is the drop-off of Corbin Burns over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of months compared to his start. What a drop-off. He's pitching 239, and I'm complaining about it. No, he's a top-five pitcher in baseball in the National League right now in terms of VRA. Talking whip, walk, hit, walks, and hits per innings pitched. Woodruff, number one in baseball. Peralta, number three in baseball. Burns, number six in baseball. In in the National League, I should say. In the National League. Hits per nine inning. Peralta, number one in the National League by a full run and a half, hit and a half per inning. He has a 4184 hits per nine inning. Scherzer is the next closest with a 579. That is a marginal gap. Between Freddie Peralta, who's pitching tonight against the Cubs, and the next closest guy in the National League. Woodruff is number three. And Burns is number nine. Again, top three in National League. Walks per nine inning. Burns, number one in baseball, obviously, or in the National League, obviously, with that run that he went on. Woodruff, number nine. Peralta's not on that list. Strikeouts per nine innings. How about this? Burns, number one in baseball, 12 and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Peralta, second, 12, just over 12 strikeouts per nine inning. And Woodruff in that conversation as well with 10 and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Like th- this Brewers starting rotation is historically great. And they are amongst every single statistical category three of the top 10 pitchers in baseball in those categories. Meaning we're looking right now, we're witnessing three of the best four, three of the best five starting pitchers in the national league at one time. Because the other guys in these conversations are the Walker Buehlers of the world. Who's been very good. The Zach Wheelers of the world who Sam Schmitz, who's producing on the other side of the glass thinks should be the Cy Young winner as we sit right now. And Jacob deGrom, who's been hurt, but also in that conversation. So we're talking about three of maybe the five, six, seven best pitchers in the National League currently residing here in Milwaukee. So if you had to choose just one of those three guys, just one of Peralta, Burns, or Woodruff, and Sam, if you haven't done this yet, please put up this up as a poll. Of those three guys, who do you think is the Cy Young winner? If you had to pick just one of those three. I know there are other names out there. I know that we're kind of witnessing greatness, witnessing history. But if you had to choose just one of those three Brewers pitchers, who do you think is the Cy Young winner? 414-799-1250. We'll hit a quick break here when we come back. We'll get to your calls, and I'll give you who I think should be winning this thing. Matt LaFleur, his press conference from earlier today, coming up in just a couple minutes. And Sam Schmitz will make his case for maybe Zach Wheeler being the NL Cy Young. That's all coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you... You can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker filling in the chair for Sparky today. This segment is brought to you by Jim Dandy's Pub and Grill on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Watch all of their games on their multiple TVs and enjoy their steak, fish fry, ribs, and seafood specials. Find more at jimdandysgrill.com. Again, Dan Plucker hanging out with you, talking to you about this Brewers starting rotation, about the top three specifically of this Brewers starting rotation, which I think does not get the credit and the recognition that they deserve from both the national especially, but also here in the local media because we say, yeah, the starting pitching is great, but, and that's kind of how the conversations go whenever we talk about this team. But we need to really sit here and enjoy this journey, enjoy this ride where we're watching three of the top pitchers in the National League throw every three out of five days. You see Freddie Peralta tonight, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, those three dudes you see every five or six days. And we don't we don't talk about that enough, I don't think, because what they are doing on the field is extraordinary. They have been pitching at the top of baseball throughout the course of this season. And they all deserve to be in that conversation for both the NL Cy Young and maybe even in the NL MVP conversation as well. 414-799-1250. It's Dan Plucker hanging out with you. Join in the conversation here. Who do you think, if you had to pick just one of those Milwaukee Brewers to win the NL Cy Young, do you think it's Peralta, Burns, or Woodruff? And all three of them have stellar cases with what Corbin Burns did earlier this this season with that strikeout-to-walk to ratio that he was at, striking out pretty much almost every batter he faced in the process of walking none of them. Like, setting an MLB record in the process of doing it, which was shortly thereafter broken by Garrett Cole. But nonetheless, an incredible feat that Burns has been on, an incredible run that Corbin Burns has been on. And then Brandon Woodruff, when you're talking about the top dog of a team, Brandon Woodruff is exactly what you're looking for. And In this list of these three guys, I would say Brandon Woodruff has the most of an ace mentality where Brandon Woodruff goes out there and he does not give a crap about who he's facing. He's going to try to blow it by you because he just knows that he's a better pitcher than, than the guy who's at the plate is at hitting. Like that's just what Brandon Woodruff's mentality is. He goes out there and he'll throw 98 right down the middle on a full count and just say, hit this. 
and they won't be able to, and then he'll celebrate as he walks off the field in the process. That's an ace mentality. So when we get to ace mentality and pure stuff, having confidence in your stuff and confidence in what you're doing, I think Brandon Woodruff is at the top of that list. But if we're talking right now about who of those three should be winning the NL Cy Young conversation between them, to me it's Freddie Peralta. I absolutely love what Freddie Peralta has been able to do on the mound of this season. He has the lowest ERA. He has the second most strikeouts to Corbin Burns in the NL Central, and he hardly walks anybody. Like, this guy is just ridiculous. What he does on the mound, I think, is so underappreciated because everybody talks about the Corbin Burnses and Brandon Woodruffs of this team. And I feel like he's in their shadow still, even though I think he's the best of the three as we sit right now. He's absolutely lights out. He's thrown a complete game shutout, albeit in seven innings, but he did it so far this season. The other two don't aren't able to say that. And what he has done on on the field, just it's it's almost hard to put to words the impact that he's had in certain games this season. And for a guy whose expectation in this season was to hopefully be a starter. Who, who was maybe a bullpen arm at one point heading into this year to now ascend to maybe the best pitcher on this team. It's a conversation that that is hardly had, and it's one that should be talked about a lot more often because he has been absolutely lights out, it feels like, every time he steps on the mound. He has the lowest hits per nine innings in baseball right now. He gives up four hits a game, essentially. Four hits a game, And he's pitched 114 innings in 20 starts, 21 appearances. So we're talking what? That's six innings per outing pretty much and allowing four hits in six innings every time he goes up to pitch. That's special. That's that's unheard of good. Like that's really freaking good. 154 strikeouts to boot and... One of the top pitchers in baseball, an all-star this season, deservedly so. And in my eyes, probably the guy that should be leading the conversation in terms of who the NL Cy Young should be this season. 414-799-1250 if you disagree. Tell me who you think should be it. Matt LaFleur will hear his press conference from earlier today coming up in a couple minutes. And Freddie Peralta will get to see on the mound tonight against an awful Cubs team. So hopefully we see those numbers inflate even better and continue to be amongst the top of the major leagues of baseball. And and one thing that I do want to point out, though, is the run support for Brandon Woodruff, which is, I believe, the worst between the three of them. It seems like he does not get the run support that he deserves um, a lot of the time and and ha- for the majority of his career. I mean, to have a 7-6 and six record with what he's done this season as a starter is kind of unbelievable. And Corbin Burns to be at 6-4, and four, I know win-loss isn't everything, but for those two guys... To be a combined 13 and 10, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, two guys we're talking about being in the Cy Young conversation, have a combined record of 13 and 10. That 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 should not be the case. That shows you that this offense has gone through struggles this season, that we've seen bullpen arms blow their opportunities. And and if they have a gripe against the team maybe for for struggling to get them their their wins that they deserve. I think I think that they they could. I think that could be part of this. 
it's it's absurd what they have done. And maybe they're even further in this conversation. I know it's not all about wins and losses, but I feel like voters don't. I feel like voters look at it and they might look at the amount of wins and losses that a player has when they haven't been able to watch a pitcher all season long. I mean, what what national analyst is going to say that they've been religiously watching the Milwaukee Brewers this season? It, as sad as it is, probably not many. So when you have all of these guys from the Baseball Writers Association who are going to be coming up and choosing a Cy Young winner, they might look at the very initial stats of some of these pitchers because they haven't been able to watch on a weekly basis with the Brewers not being on national TV all that often. I mean, we were just talking about how Sunday Night Baseball against the White Sox a couple weeks back was the first time that the Brewers have had a home game of Sunday Night Baseball in, what, five, six years like the national look at this is going to be different than what maybe we internally look at. And yes, Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns are the two names that you think of maybe at the start of this rotation. But if you're looking at just pure numbers, I think that Freddie Peralta has to be at the top, both in terms of his wins, eight wins, three losses, a two, two, one ERA. Like I said, just kicking butt left and right when no matter who he faces, he's dominating so far at this point in his career. In, in this season, I should say. And I don't expect that to continue. I, I've seen a slight descent from Freddie Peralta throughout this season. And if he can continue to ascend, to to continue to grow confidence, to continue to get better as a pitcher, we're going to see that translate to success both now in the regular season and into the offseason as well, given that the bullpen and the other people around him can continue to give him the support that he needs to to help this team make a World Series run. And that's what we're looking at. With Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta and their numbers and what they're doing, all of them should be in the conversation for the Cy Young. But if you had to choose just one of them, who would it be? 414-799-1250. I'm going to bring on my producer, Sam Schmitz here, who I want to talk to you about this, but I also want to talk to you about Zach Wheeler because that's a name that you brought up and who you think should be maybe winning this Cy Young Award as well, and he's certainly in the conversation with what he's done with the Phillies this season and helping them kind of make a push back into that NL East conversation. So wait, which are we going with? Are we going with which of the three Brewers, if I had to pick, are given Cy Young or who I think should win Cy Young? Which Uh, debate are we going with here? Give me the Brewers first. Okay, so with the Brewers, I agree. I think if you look overall at the stats and all that, Freddie should probably win Cy Young, but if I had to give my choice, I'm definitely still going with Brandon Woodruff just because – As you've kind of alluded to with Freddie Peralta, I mean, he did start off as a guy who you weren't sure if he was going to even be a starter, if he was going to come out of the bullpen or not. Brandon Woodruff from, you know, the first game, despite having a, you know, a loss against the Minnesota Twins in opening day and all that, has been just so consistent like throughout the entire season. So you take all of that, a couple of his stats here and there and all that. I mean, at the end of the day, Brandon Woodruff, we all know, has been the bulldog. I think he showcased it in his last start, and uh, we still got a lot of time too. So maybe one of these guys maybe tails off towards the end of the year. Maybe they all no keep it up, and you know they keep improving their stats. But if I had to choose, I'm giving mine to Woodruff. Yeah, and and I don't think I can make a counter argument for any choice here. Like everybody's right. All of these dudes right now are in the Cy Young conversation. So if you want to call in at 414-799-1250 and tell me you think Corbin Burns should be the NL Cy Young, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with any of these choices because that's how dominant all three have been. Woodruff, Peralta, and Burns are maybe the best trio we've seen in baseball in quite some time in terms of starting pitching and definitely 
the best in Brewers history in terms of one, two, three. And that that order, that numbering can go however you want because all three have been great. All three have been spectacular and all three deserve to be in this Cy Young and MVP conversation. So I, I can't counteract any of these because every every one of these guys has a strong case to be a, a, a Cy Young winner. And if we continue to see ascent from all three of them, they could also be in that conversation for NL MVP as well, in my eyes. We put up a poll question at 1250amthefan.com, at Dan Plucker, that's P-L-O-C-H-E-R, on Twitter. If you had to pick one, which Brewers pitcher are you picking to win the Cy Young? And running away with it right now is Brandon Woodruff, almost half of the votes. Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. Uh, Peralta is currently second. Burns is third. Again, I, I can justify that. I can understand that. I, I think that out of numbers, if we're looking at pure numbers and dominance throughout the season, I think Freddie Peralta is probably that guy for me. But like Sam said, I think the most consistent of the three from start to finish of this season has been Brandon Woodruff. And and again, I, I, I would agree with, with, with what Sam was saying there. But as we're looking at it right now, I don't know. It's a full season award, no doubt. But if we're looking at the who has the best numbers as we sit right now, it's Freddie Peralta and who maybe has the best stuff as well. Mentality-wise, I think Brandon Woodruff has the ace mentality, like I said. But Freddie Peralta and his slider, what that has developed into is absolutely nasty. And some of that off-speed stuff to go along with him... He, his fastball, because originally, remember, Freddie Peralta was called Fastball Freddie because that was just about all he threw. And now he has all of these other weapons in his arsenal to go along with it that just leaves batters whiffing left and right. And if they actually do make contact in the few times that they do, it's hardly ever significant contact. And a lot of times it's ground balls or pop flies. Freddie Peralta is incredible. And all three of these dudes are incredible, which is why they should be in the Cy Young conversation and beyond. Now, Sam, I also want to bring up to you, because we were talking about this right before I came on Midday Madness, about who we think should actually win this thing, not just the Brewers, which I still think it's Freddie Peralta. And you brought up the name Zach Wheeler, and I wanted you to be able to give your explanation as to why. Well, I mean, you look at all these guys, whether it be the Brewers pitchers and Zach Wheeler, I mean, they all you can make a case that, well, they lead the league in this number, they lead the league in this number, and so-and-so and all that. But at the end of the day, I think Zach Wheeler has the best combination, I guess, if you could say, of those numbers and then some. I mean, he's he's almost doubled the war in, of Woodruff, Peralta, and Corbin Burns of any of those that you look at. He also leads the league in innings pitched, strikeouts right now, as well as batters faced. And then, oh, by the way, is also tied for the major league lead in complete games this year and shutouts. And by the way, I think we forget that when we compare these guys, I think it's easy for us to say that it should be like a brewer. Woodruff. Right. Because right. somebody we watch on a daily basis. But exactly. we also forget that May start when Zach Wheeler and Brandon Woodruff actually went head-to-head against each other and Zach Wheeler pitched a complete game shutout against the Brewers. Who, by the way, were struggling at the time. Yes, they had like Billy McKinney no leading their offense and all that. But when you look at the whole body of work from this season overall, and you combine all those numbers, the whole season, yada, 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 and also, you look at the Vegas odds right now. I mean, Zach Wheeler's the leader right now. Walker Buehler's in second, and then it's Brandon Woodruff. So I think if you combine all those, and like I said, we, we're talking right now. We still have 
a whole month and a half to go of baseball. Absolutely. But if we're going right now, it's, it's Zach Wheeler's a leading candidate. Yeah, and and he probably he probably could could and should be in that conversation. You're right, especially with all those complete games that he's thrown. It's interesting to me to talk about um, the war, the wins above replacement, and and these other statistics and complete games as well. Because as you're talking about it, as you're bringing up those points, yes, they make a lot of sense, and it makes me wonder if if Craig Council's coaching philosophy was slightly different, if that would it would. I'm saying it would help these pitchers and this conversation for Cy Young. Because how many times have we seen Freddie Peralta just rolling through six, seven, eight innings or Woodruff or Burns rolling? And then we get to like eight and a third or or maybe just at that eight mark or just at that seven inning mark where we decide to look elsewhere and, and go into the bullpen and bring in fire Eisen at the beginning of the season or now Williams and Boxberger and, and Hader to close the door, like getting those guys, their, their pitching opportunities and, and trying to save the arms of, of Peralta Woodruff and Burns for the long term. So it, it makes sense for the success of the team overall, but for the success of the individual in terms of this Cy Young conversation, it probably hurts them a little bit. Oh, it definitely hurts the Brewers. And, you know, to the Brewers' credit and all that, I think they're more concerned about, obviously, the championship than hardware and all that for these guys. Cause no doubt. I'm the sure day, all, the three field... of, all three of those guys will probably tell you the same thing as well right. in terms of, like, we're focused on winning a championship, and, and, and Cy Young, if we get that, is nice. Joe Girardi has shown all season long, even with with Aaron Nola and all that, that he's willing to let his pitchers go a little longer than Craig Council would. So you're right. I mean, it, it does hurt these guys for Cy Young talk and all that when you talk about complete games and all that. But at the end of the day, you have to mention it because the voters aren't going to look at, well, Craig Council you know, goes at his pitchers, this mm-hmm. mentality and all that. They're going to look at it as like, okay, well, Zach Wheeler's been doing this, this, this. Walker Beeler's been doing this and this and this. Yeah, Craig Council manages a certain way, but at the end of the day, we're looking at the whole body of work throughout the whole season. Yeah, and and maybe the most consistent of those guys in terms of the length that they've pitched and 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 the innings that they've pitched will go to the Zach Wheelers and to the Walker Buellers of the world, but hopefully in the long run this helps the Brewers side the Brewers conversation in terms of winning games and then maybe that conversation flips a little bit cuz if the Phillies fall off a little bit and if Zach Wheeler starts to struggle even in the slightest if he's not a part of a team that's at the top of the division if he's not part of a team that's even making the playoffs how much does that impact this conversation of who the Cy Young should be because at this point i mean even with losing 2 out of 3 to the Giants the Brewers are still now five games ahead of the Reds. They're five games ahead of their closest competition. And in the division, of course, in in uh, the National League altogether, it's a different story. They're not at the top, and Walker Bueller is, and Walker Bueller is doing similar things to Zach Wheeler as well. But the fact that we can talk about three starting pitchers, even being in the Cy Young conversation, five years ago is absolutely unheard of. Even a couple of years ago is absolutely unheard of. At, at times throughout the Brewers' history over the last decade, it's been a great offense, and when is the starting pitcher going to step up or and be that guy? And and, and or you'll CC. maybe have one, like exactly. one ace. Exactly. Yeah. You have one guy, like the CC Sabathias, um, like Frankie. Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, Frankie as well. All Frankie. The, what? Zach Frankie. Frankie, Frankie yeah. yes. That's what I meant. Granky. Zach Granky as well. You'll have one guy, but to have three, three dudes at the top of the line here. Three guys you can rely on, and three guys who I would take probably over any other three in the National League when we get into the playoffs. 
and have that those conversations when we get into a, a four game a seven game series or a five game series in the first round I'm taking these three probably over any other three in baseball and and to be able to say that and to be able to say that all three of these dudes are in the Cy Young conversation not just an ace on the Brewers but also in the Cy Young conversation is incredible it's incredible it, it's something that a couple of years ago, like I said, you would be shocked and in complete awe if Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, or Freddie Peralta, even one of them turned out. And I remember that was a conversation on the big show. It was, out of these three, who do you think is the one that turns out? And it was Brandon Woodruff. And now we're sitting here today in 2021, and we're watching all three dominate the game. And maybe for shorter stints of starts because of of the way that Craig Council uses his players and maybe not to the same degree of innings pitched as Zach Wheeler and Walker Bueller. But what those three have been doing is special. It's special. And revel in this. Enjoy this, Milwaukee Brewers fans. Don't just say the starting pitching, pitching is great and or but blank. Talk about this starting pitching. Enjoy this starting pitching. Watch it and revel in it. 414-799-1250. Dan Plucker filling in for Sparky today. We're going to hit a quick break here. When we come back, you'll hear from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur here on Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey everyone boomer esiason here the nfl draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one the free odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country the local voices who know your team the best giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad it's always football season right here on the free odyssey app
Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan, Dan Plucker, hanging out in the chair for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer today. He'll be back tomorrow, both hosting the big show and this show, Sparky's Midday Madness. He will be back tomorrow. In case you missed it, Donald Driver joining us tomorrow on the big show at 1130. So be sure to tune in then and hear from the legendary wide receiver from Green Bay. And now we go right to Green Bay, and we hear from the head coach who's at the podium today talking about family night, this preseason game, this weekend, all of those things. Matt LaFleur talking to the media here on Monday. This is what it sounded like. There he is, Matt LaFleur, talking with the media up in Green Bay after practice today, a short practice in Green Bay, just an hour and eight minutes. I think it's because of the weather going on up there, um, and, and I'm pretty sure that's all it was, similar to family night, where they had to cut family night short because of weather, and it started a little bit late because of weather. And and that's just the way it works sometimes. And, and there he was talking, too, about this weekend between the Packers and Texans in the first preseason game. Sounds like a lot of veterans will not really be on the field. I don't think that's a surprise to many people. This is a team, we kind of know what they are. They are full of players who know who they are. And probably getting a chance to see a lot of Jordan Love coming up on Saturday in live game action. It'll be interesting to see how he does in that vein where through this point in his career, all he's seen is himself wearing a red jersey and nobody being able to touch him. Well, that's about to change on Saturday, so we'll see how that affects him and his and what we saw compared to what we saw on Saturday, what we've heard in practice, and all of those things. So that's that's coming up. We're going to be a really fascinating week as we I think this is really the first real week of the football season. Now now we're talking really about real games. Preseason games, they are not real, quote-unquote, in terms of the standings, but it's actual football games that are going to be on the TV starting this week for your Green Bay Packers, and it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly, something that should be paid attention to. So that's coming up here for the Green Bay Packers. When we come up next, we'll talk with Rami Makhlouf as he comes in, and we do some crosstalk for the Rami Show coming up in just a couple minutes here. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Sparky on Sparky's Midday Madness. It is the... Sparky's Midday Madness. Dan Plucker is filling in. That's me. I'm filling in here for Sparky. Scrambling here because uh, Rami said it at a mic that was not set up here it's on, the mic on I my said board. It every time. So I mean, I, I, it sound to be like fair, it's, my fault. it's not this your is, fault. Okay. It's mine for right. not being prepared right. after sitting here for three minutes right. talking with you during the Sparky middle of the break. Sparky does it every day, and that I, happens like once a week. Yeah, so I know. Don't, so, don't worry okay, about good. It. That makes you're me feel a little bit better about myself. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. Well, Rami, how was your weekend? Was Tell me about weekend, your weekend. Dude, solid yeah. weekend. Solid weekend. I was good. on the score yesterday in Chicago. Yeah, I heard you um, played a little a fun game. Yeah, on... we played uh, Cub or Olympian because I don't know who <laughs> any of those people are. I don't know who, the, who these guys are on the Cubs roster. I don't know who these Olympians are. Uh, they picked five names. I got four wrong. I got four wrong. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. And the only reason I got the fifth <laughs> one right is because uh, the guy's name was Duke, and I was like, Duke's way too cool of a name. I don't know if there was a guy named Duke. <laughs> On my favorite baseball team. That was the only reason I got that right. I, I just guessed Olympian, but the other four I got wrong. Other than that, not much. Man. Rough. Just not much. No, that's that's fun. And, and, oh, I, and had I, an heard... op- I had an open mic on Friday. Oh, okay. Um, where nobody cared that anyone. It was it, So this open mic is at a karaoke bar. Okay. And uh, sometimes there's just a lot of people there who want to do karaoke, and they don't care about comedy at all, Dan Plucker. They're not there Uh-oh. for the comedy. 
And uh, they were just talking, just talking while I was doing comedy. I yelled at the whole room. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Nobody heard me yell at the whole room. So that was my weekend. That's what I did this weekend. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I don't care. I don't care at all. Up on stage trying to perform. I have zero, you know, what's left to give, Dan. None left to give. I don't care at all. I'm just up there working these muscles. Good. Just up there working muscles. Oh, muscles too? No, the comedy muscles. Oh, the comedy muscles. Okay. I was going to say, are you like... Like I did flexing, work out today. Maybe maybe I did taking work out off your today. shirt or I've something flexed during on stage. I've okay. done it. Um, I did work out. Today. It was chest day. If you okay. Yeah. Pecs. Nice. Got to work. Nice. Pecs. You know. Trying to impress people. You make asked them, how my weekend maybe, was. Maybe maybe make I'm them pay the a little full, more I'm attention to you. I'm giving you the full rundown. <laughs> bad bad open mic Friday. I didn't really do anything Saturday. Just chilled. Yesterday I was on the score, and uh, today was Pecs day for Rami. So Pecs that's, day. Yeah. All right. And now you're all Great caught weekend. up since the last time we Thank saw you. each other. Dan. Thank you yep. for that update. No problem. Rami. Dude. Um, no it problem. was one that was definitely needed Breakfast here. Burritos and this a smoothie. Is, yeah. After this the is workout. this is why people tune in to Sparky Midday Madness to hear about Rami's personal life. Um. So I want to talk to you, I guess, about this. Did you hear me when I said breakfast burritos? And smoothie after the workout. That's that's, that's where that's where I crushed. What kind of smoothie? It was uh, mixed mixed fruits. It's got okay. like blueberries, mangoes, uh, strawberries, Tasty. bananas. Yeah, that's the kind of smoothie yogurt, I would drink. Greek uh, Greek yogurt, iced tea, uh, delicious. Milk. Yeah, it's really sounds good. sounds really good. Fantastic, really really good. So let's talk to Anything some baseball so people don't okay, turn good. the channel. All right, good. if they for the few people that have not turned good. the channel yet, let's talk a little baseball and this series. Against the Cubs Brewers, because I'm I'm looking at maybe some of the guys on this team, as you were saying, not even be, being able to tell if they're a Cub or an Olympian. Yeah. And and this is a much different team that Brewers fans should expect from the Cubs today than they would have last month when they played. Yeah. No, Chris Bryant just beat you guys. <laughs> just helped beat you guys over the weekend. Yeah. And now now you don't have to worry about him for the next four days. Yeah, man. This is a this is a, this is a bad this is a bad baseball team. This is a team that it was a wholesale fire sale. At the trade deadline, and there are very few faces there that you're going to recognize. It's like Wilson Contreras and a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. that are that are there. Jason Hayward's still there. Oh yeah, Jason, but he's on the injured list, so you won't see oh, him okay. this week. Um, Kyle Hendricks is still pitching, yeah. but other than that, Alec Mills has been a name. I think that maybe some Brewers maybe, fans know, maybe possibly, but most of the familiar faces that have been you know part of this back and forth between these two teams for I don't know seven, eight years now are not there anymore, and the Brewers should. The Brewers should clean up. The Brewers should get fat on this Cubs team because mm. it's bad. Like, people are talking about, and this is the first thing we're actually going to get into here in the first segment about the NL Central race. People are talking about how many games you have left against the Pirates, the Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. The Cubs' record, even though the Cubs' record isn't good, they're even worse than that record would indicate. At, at this point right now, and I don't think this will last, they are the fourth or fifth worst team in this division yeah. after they sold off all their guys. They should clean up against the Chicago Cubs this week with a four game with a four game series. Yeah, and hopefully hopefully the Reds don't stay hot and they they kind of fall off a little bit here and the Brewers gain back those two games that they lost over the weekend. I'll just ask you the question the that I'm going to ask at the top of the Go hour ahead. here, Dan Plucker. Did, did I call the division too early? Because I called it, like, what was it, Sam, like 10 days ago, two weeks ago? It was before the trade deadline. Yeah, it was before the trade deadline yeah. that I said this thing is a wrap. And and even when, when, COVID, when the COVID started to get into that Brewers locker room and there were like three, four guys mm-hmm. in on the IL. I don't know what it is now. What are they up to, like nine? Nine now total that Something have hit like the COVID that. IL? And like most of them bullpen arms even too, that, which even doesn't that, help. Even then, I said no, nothing is going to derail a Brewers division championship, and and I still don't think anything is going to derail a Brewers division championship. Did I call it too early? Is the question well, that I have for you? I'm not going to say that 
the Brewers aren't going to win the division. So the, let me caveat that with this. I think the Brewers doubt? are going to win the you division. Do you have any doubt? There is a smidgen of doubt On in my brain. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that the Brewers are winning the NL Central? Oh, I'm I'm 10. Like, I'm 10 confident. There you go, then. But, but what I'm, are we talking about? But I'm concerned that the Reds could make a, a run back into this thing. Because I, I, I was at the same spot as you last week when I was filling in for Bart. I did an interview with Ben Verlander from Fox Sports MLB. And... I was talking with him about the same thing, and I was like, you know, like it kind of looked like Brewers is that have like Kate a... Upton's brother-in-law. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah, just checking. Yeah, out. Justin Verlander's yeah. brother. Yeah. Okay. So I talked I, to him about Justin Verlander too. Kate Upton's Got picked up on ninety-seven, won the ticket. Wow. Detroit, no big that. deal. Wow. But, um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I was talking with him, and I said the same thing. I was like, oh, I think it's like a, I think it was an eight-game lead in the Central at the time, and I was like, yeah, they're up eight games. I think we're pretty comfortable sitting at the top. And he was just kind of like, hey. Careful what you're saying. Like there are no absolutes in the game of baseball, and and again, like that's of course something that I should know, having played baseball for my whole life and mm-hmm. and watching baseball. Sport, it sure. is, yeah, it's and crazy things game. happen. Like like the Nationals, who were sub 500, becoming the World Series champions by the end of the year. Like crazy things happen in this game of baseball. And the biggest question mark with the with the Reds was their bullpen, and they added three good bullpen arms at the trade deadline. So now we're sitting here and they're making a little bit of a run and their offense, we know exactly what it's been. And it, it's as easy as a bad series for the Brewers or a couple bad series for the Brewers and the Reds staying hot. And then we're right back into this. Like, let's say the Brewers COVID issues continue into this Cubs series. They lose three or four to the Cubs. And the Reds They're not losing three or four to this Cubs team. Just hypothetically if speaking, if they we don't even know who's to starting after team, today. Hit the panic alarm! We, like, I know we don't even know who's starting after today. I don't, I don't even think know, they do I either. I don't even know who's starting for the Cubs, even though you gave me the names. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like you can tell me the names, and I still <laughs> right. don't know who's starting. But, I couldn't pick these dudes out of a lineup. But I, I'm saying one messy series against a team that you should beat, like the Cubs. There are situations where the best teams in baseball struggle against some of the worst. It happens. Like mm-hmm. we said, baseball is a crazy, stupid game, and sometimes that's just the way that it plays out. And and let's say that the Cubs. This doesn't sound like a ten. When I said when I said how confident are you that the Brewers are going to win the division? This doesn't I'm just sound saying, like a ten. You're there's, leaving there's you're leaving possibilities a lot of room for doubt for, for a there's, ten. There's possibilities for the Reds to get back into the conversation. I think that the Brewers are still a much better like team. You sound like an 8 at no, best. No, I'm a 10. Because you sound like I'm, an 8 at best. You can throw out the number 10 all you want. You're, you're rationalizing like an 8 at best. At best. Even, maybe even a 7. Okay. You're leaving a but, lot of doubt. But, you're leaving but, a lot of wiggle room for doubt here. What I'm saying, though, uh-huh. is the Brewers are the better team of the two yes. between them and the Reds. Mm-hmm. They have the better pitching staff. Right. They have equitable hitting if when the Brewers hitting is hot, and I think their bullpen is better than the Reds, even with those additions that they made. So if we look at the three quadrants of baseball mm-hmm. here, the Brewers still have a clear and distinct advantage. So yes. the Brewers sh- are going to win the division. I'm just saying that it's it's silly to just assume that it's over. It's like over. the Reds can can get back into the conversation. It's over. I don't think they pull away with it. I think the Brewers pull away with it. But I, I, I don't think that you can ever say this is over and the Brewers, there's no chance that this ever doesn't happen. It's over. It's over, right? See, there's my guy Sammy on the other side. See, that's a ten right there. That's a ten. All right, that's then a, I'm a nine. A, then may, I'm a you're nine. Maybe a nine, dude. You're. I'm telling you, you're an eight, maybe even a seven. I don't think you're a nine. I'm not gonna. I don't even think. I'm you're confident a nine. the Brewers win this division. Okay. I am. I mean, an eight is still good. That's still really confident. That's fine. That's fine if it's an eight. I mean, but any lower than an eight and chill out. Right. Like, chill, no, I agree. Chill the hell I'm, out. I'm still 
by the end of this season expecting, and every Brewers fan should, that their team is at the top of the division and fighting for one of the best teams in baseball. So we're going to talk about that at the top okay. uh, on the Rami Show. Also, uh, we're going to get into some Olympics in the 3 o'clock hour. That's right. We're going to talk some Olympics on the Rami Show this afternoon. Um, and Sam I- is shaking his head on the other side of the glass. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, was, I was shaking my head because I, I was like, oh, yeah, Olympics. And I thought, oh, no, there's no like new Snoop Dogg or Kevin Hart. <laughs> That's why I was shaking my head. I there's was no like, more oh. speed walking, which I heard you guys talking about Dude, a bunch on the show, too. It is that such is so, an awkward so bodily motion. It's hilarious. Um, and at four o'clock, we're going to get into like a philosophical organization or philosophical discussion about about sports and how much benefit of the doubt does a championship earn for an organization? Because it didn't oh. seem like a whole hell of a lot the way people were knee jerk reacting to what was going on in NBA free agency last. No week. doubt. So I just want to know how much uh, how much benefit of the, how much leash do the Bucks or anybody else get when they win a championship where you go, eh, I don't I don't quite get it, but. I'm gonna. I'm, they must have a plan, right? Like mm-hmm. I trust them, and they must have a plan. Also, Tim Allen, as always, will be here at 4:30. Talks and Brewers. I'm sure we'll get into what we just talked about and uh, draft mockery at 4:45. And Matt Schneidman, who covers the Packers for the Athletic, will be joining me at 5:30. Uh, talk to Tim about Craig Council because he's kind of been going off of, at Craig Council recently. What? Yeah, he's not happy with Craig. Tim the is last souring couple of on days. Craig. I know. That's his guy. I I know. They're like best friends. Yeah. And and like Craig even loves when Tim Allen comes in and does interviews with him and and in press conferences and in different situations. Like they're good buddies. But no, Tim Tim has been a little upset at Craig Council the last couple days. Ask him uh, with with his decision making with the bullpen. He he said this the other day. He said uh, Craig Council is a good manager with the potential to be a great one. He has 500 wins in like That is what six he said seasons. on the air yesterday. Okay, we're going to fight. And, and, and I was gonna, now I was fight. like I was like wow, Tim. Tune like, in at 4:30. I'm going to fight Tim Allen. And so, yeah. We are going to hyping fight. up that interview Brewery, later on in the show. Brewery's that is fight. those I, he either, I I'm pretty sure that is almost word for word what he said after the game yesterday. And he'll be on after the game today too Brewers and Cubs. I mean, he might be right. For the great post-game great show. is something I I hate people that I hate how people just throw around great. You know what Greatness, I mean? We're just giving sure. out great like it's candy. Great great is a really that's 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 a high high bar. You know what I mean? For sure. He, he might be right, but Craig Council, 500 wins as quick as he got to 500 wins. I don't know where that ranks as far as Brewers managers or MLB managers, but sure seemed like he got there awfully fast, man. And I I I trust that guy implicitly almost with with the way that he runs that team. Yeah, no doubt. I do too. And and it breeds success. They've won games, they've made the playoffs for a team and an organization that doesn't really have a great history of that. So when he can about come in do and do that for the fourth straight year, exactly. the NL Central is over. It's it, done. It's exactly. Over. We're going to talk uh, about that in a minute. I think yeah. so too. All right. Well, let's get to the Romney show. It has been Dan Plucker here on the Sparky's Midday Madness. And for the last five hours with you on these airwaves, going back to 10 o'clock with the Wendy's Big Show, Sparky will be back tomorrow. I'll be back on the other side of the glass tomorrow. You'll probably hear a lot less of me. So if you, if you love me, I'm sorry. If you hate me, then, I mean, I guess good for you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 